Hello and thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Genesis 8 and it's still part of the flood story. So before we get started, let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the to- the opportunity to read it and learn more about you. To learn more about you and the plans you've had for, for us from the beginning and how everything points back to you. So Father, I lift up this time. I pray for Holy Spirit for you to guide us, teach us, and instruct us. And I pray that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be prepared and would be ready to hear what you have to say. I thank you for all that you've done. I'm grateful for who you are and the fact that you love us. You're the creator of the world, and yet you take time out for us. You know us by name. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we start in on the reading, I just want to go through something real quick from Charles Spurgeon, where he talks about how the ark is very much similar to baptism. And it's a similar picture. Um, And it's all about salvation. So what he points out is salvation is not a, a gradual event. And it's not something you ease into. For the most part, it comes on greatly and everything gets changed. And so he talks about when Noah goes into the ark and there was a sentence of condemnation was pronounced and death and burial and resurrection ensued. Noah has to go into the ark and become dead to the world. He's basically, he and his family are enclosed. They're buried in the ark. The floods come up. And they, they, you know, just completely bury the earth. It's almost as if Noah is buried in that ark. And then after a time, his family comes out and they come out to a totally new resurrected life. It's the same like he says for the figure of baptism. The person is baptized if he is already dead with Christ is buried, not purified and improved, but buried beneath the waves. And when he rises, he professes that he enjoys new life. Baptism is setting forth just what Noah's Ark set forth, that salvation is by death and burial. You must be dead to the world. The flesh must be dead with Christ, buried with Christ, not improved on, not made better, but utterly put aside as unimprovable, as worthless, as dead, a thing to be buried and to be forgotten. And we must come forth and resurrection life feeling that above us there is a new heaven and beneath us a new earth where righteousness righteousness dwells seeing that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus so it's very important for us to understand that and for me to understand it I'm talking to myself Um, he also then says it's very important for us to dwell upon each each point of the resemblance between Noah's deliverance and the salvation of every elect soul. Noah enters into the ark. There is a time when we distinctly enter into Christ and become one with him. Noah was shut in the ark so that he could never come out again till God opened the door. There is a time when every child of God is shut in, when faith and full assurance give him an evidence that he is indis- 
indissoluble one with Christ Jesus. He is grasped in Christ's hands so that no one can pluck him out. He is hidden in Christ so that no one can separate him from the love of God. Then comes the flood. And there's a season that Christians experience when they discover their own depravity, yet he is saved. He is, you know, Noah's in the ark too. He's saved. We're all still sinners, still subject to lust and and sin. Suddenly all these corruptions break up. They beat upon the ark. They assail the faith. They endeavor, if possible, to drown our souls in sin. But we're not destroyed by them. For by the grace of God, we are other people. We've been transformed. And we cannot be drowned in sin. So with that metaphor and those parallels, let's read chapter 8, verse 1. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were in the with him in the ark. So when you're feeling left lost or left alone, just remember God remembered Noah, but he also remembered every single animal. How much more precious are we? And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters restri- receded continually from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself, and he waited yet another seven days. Sorry, I lost my place. And again, he sent out the dove from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth, so he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return to him anymore. I find it incredible because basically God destroyed everything, and then he repopulated it. He recreated all of the the plants, the trees, He recreated it all. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth according to their families went out of the ark. 
Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and to every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So God knew that man was bad and yet knew that there was only one way of of cleansing and that was with death and blood but he had a plan he had jesus and jesus was going to come to the earth and provide that ultimate sacrifice so with that let's go ahead and just close with prayer thank you father thank you for this this reading for this salvation you've given us thank you that in you we are buried and protected and that you raise us again to new life thank you that you do protect us much like in the ark that you provide strong walls i'm grateful for all you do and i just pray you bless this day and that we'd bring you honor and glory it's in jesus name i pray amen hey thanks for joining me at just a guy in his journey back to god i hope you have a great day